everyone and welcome. My name is Vidushi Sandeer and this is the Deeply Simple Podcast. What we do is right in the name. We break down deep concepts around wellness into simple and easier to understand concepts so that we can start developing habits and mindset shifts that are actually sustainable. So let's get into the podcast for today. Today I want to share a very personal story. It's my journey with burnout, anxiety and a deep sense of hopelessness. It was these exact triggers that fueled me to pursue holistic health as a career because I just wanted a new way of living. There are many reasons why I'm sharing this today, but the biggest one of them is my faith in the power of storytelling. We live in a world of fables and myths. And no matter how unbelievable and fantastical they sound, there is a part of us that relates to some of the characters and to some of the storylines. Stories are powerful. They normalize experiences that are difficult to talk about. I don't think it's surprising that we live in a world where burnout has become a common term. We live in a very, very fast-paced environment and many people have talked about anxiety and burnout. And my hope is that in a crowd of people listening to this podcast, even if one person finds some relatability to my story and feels 5% less lonely, then I would say this podcast was a success. And one of the reasons is because when I was going through these challenging emotions, I wish I had more stories to listen to so that I could feel, I could have felt less lonely. So maybe this initial initial introduction has set the set like kind of the tone of the podcast. It's this is unusual. It's a different podcast from my other episodes. I'm recording this from a place of vulnerability, but at the same time from a place of confidence and grounding. Today I was freer than most days. I had fewer coaching appointments, and I felt that familiar nudge to be productive and create a to-do list. But I have done enough work on myself to notice that nudge and instead decide to listen to what my body really wanted and what my body wanted was a deep meditation and as i was spending time in that meditation my journey with burnout and anxiety came back to me and i decided to share this podcast now let's talk about what it means to listen to our bodies and what they are communicating our bodies are very intelligent they are trying to get our attention all the time it's there in the feeling that you have in the chest the feeling that you have in the pit of the stomach the change in the temperature when your cheeks get flushed when you feel discomfort when you sweat our bodies have many 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 signals telling us how we truly feel about a situation unfortunately from a very young age we are taught not to trust our bodies we are asked to eat 3 meals a day even if we are not hungry we are asked to clean our plates out even if we are full and we are implicitly taught that happiness and positivity is always better than pain and sadness which are basically emotions to be avoided at all cost i don't know if any of these sound familiar um i've heard them so many times don't cry you have a lot of things going on for you Look on the bright side. Ooh, make lemonade from lemons. All these narratives are deeply embedded in us. And all these narratives urge us 
to bypass how we are really feeling so that we can feel better in an instant without having processed the emotions. Without realizing, we stop listening to our bodies and focus on what we have learned from society. And who can blame us, right? We want to fit into society. Nobody wants to stand out. But this is the start of the process of masking how we truly, truly feel. Similar thing happened with me. Somewhere in my journey, I observed how people reacted to me when I felt emotional. And their response taught me that it's better if I don't express my emotions. It's better if I control my emotions. This led me and many others that I have spoken to to believe that strength is the ability to maintain composure and grace at all times. Oh, what a crap load of nonsense. And I didn't just stop there. I come from a science background. So I decided to get analytical and I learned to manage and control my emotions with my mind. I was a master at bypassing any and all emotions that came my way. I call this the name and tame the emotions. Oh, if only I could sit with that girl and tell her that there is a better way, that it's healthier to sit with the emotions, feel them, and then find a way through. I call this the feel to heal the emotions. Many of my clients can relate to a state of burnout that is caused by years of masking and pleasing and conforming. For me as well, the signs were right there. I was fatigued, suffered from anxiety, I had difficulty concentrating, had a sense of something missing in life. And then there was that pain in the chest that I could not explain. All these signs were messages from my body. But then I was so busy just hustling and I was so busy in the noise of New York City that I did not listen to a single thing that my body was trying to communicate. Also, I come from a culture that has had to work very, very hard to make itself be seen. My parents worked hard and rose in their respective careers so that we kids could have a better life. So naturally, when the signs of burnout came, I did what I had always learned. Push harder. Try harder. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Well, I ended up completely disregarding the wisdom of my body. I pushed when I needed to rest. And how could I not? To sit idle and just feel emotions? Well, that sounded to my old self well, let's just say lazy. <laughs> but that was, an, that was the wrong judgment. And because of that incorrect judgment, day after day, unprocessed emotions and fatigue settled into my body in the form of anxiety. Think about it this way. When a person is sick, you don't push them to run a marathon. You get them help. You allow them time to heal their body before it can start training for a marathon. Well, I did not know any of this at that time, so I ended up completely disregarding anything that my body was saying. And every Sunday night, without fail, my chest would constrict and tighten at the idea of work. And I've heard this from so many clients, and their experiences are so relatable with what I used to experience that it 
just breaks my heart. So many people have shared that they live in a sense of constant dread and stress from basic functions of life, the biggest being their work life. If I could go back in time to that girl who was just hustling, 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 I would give her very unpopular advice. She would probably disregard it, but I would still give it to her and I would tell her to slow down. Stop hustling. Stop trying so hard and stop trying to use the brain and logic to evade emotions. I would gently take her mask off and help her tune into her body to start listening to that wisdom again. For me, the process of listening to my body started with my therapist who introduced me to somatic-driven mindfulness. These were tools that allow us to feel safe, to experience difficult emotions. Because these emotions can be scary, but once we experience them, they become less scary. And then we can process them and hopefully release them, making space for better things. I'm not gonna lie, this was hard stuff. This is hard stuff. No one wants to experience discomfort in the body, which is why we are so artful and determined at evading emotions at any cost and jumping straight to actions and logic. Well, for me, that way of living was no longer working out. My body was just not cooperating anymore. But then through the therapy and through somatic driven tools, I was so inspired by the shifts that I experienced that I decided to train as an integrated trauma coach and learn somatic informed tools. And I'm so glad I did that because I have realized along the process that there are many, many more people who feel the way I used to. And now I'm able to help those people begin to feel their emotions in a way that is safe and empowering. Feel what needs to heal in a safe and supportive environment. Along this journey, I also learned principles of Ayurvedic medicine. For those who have not heard about Ayurveda, it's a sister discipline of yoga and it focuses on healing the body and the mind. Ayurveda teaches something that's so precious. It teaches that we are all unique in our mental and bodily makeup. Which is why we have unique strengths and unique reactions to stress. You might react to stress by getting overwhelmed. Someone around you might react to stress by getting angry or depressed. And this idea of uniqueness is absolutely critical. Because if we are all unique, then logic dictates that generic solutions and fad wellness trends will only be partially effective. After all, they are generic. They are not catered to you. Thus started my own journey to find daily routines, mindset shifts, diet that helped me regulate my unique body and mental makeup. One of my biggest joys in this work that I do with clients has been to witness the, that awareness that dawns on the clients as they better understand their unique selves and then they feel so inspired to take action towards their well-being. Now, I would love to tell you that I'm 100% in balance with all these practices. I am not. I am a work in progress and I am learning new lessons and that is okay with me. But with these practices, 
I have been able to navigate some really big existential challenges over the last year in a manner that I would not have been able to five years back. And to me, that is a success story. I see myself and my journey in so many of my clients and I feel so, so grateful that I can honor their uniqueness and help them step into their authenticity to craft a plan that is suited for them. Just imagine a world of healed people. That is a peaceful world because people with no unprocessed trauma and people who have tools to release emotions that are stuck, they are the people that act from a place of integrity, peace, love and kindness. Because after all, when all is said and done, we are all made of stardust and love and kindness. So I hope there was someone who listened to this podcast and felt that they were 5% less lonely and found relatability in this story. I'm going to sign off for now. If you're interested in getting in touch with me, you can visit my website www.deeplysimple.info. Thank you.